everybody, it's John. Welcome to the Soldiers of Christ podcast. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Um, it's amazing and to see how my audience is growing, guys. I really appreciate your love and support. I was just looking at my analytics a couple hours ago, and it's just amazing to see uh, how, how it's growing. Uh, so I appreciate your love and your support. And there's actually a couple of countries I want to give a shout-out to. Um, you know, it's kind of like... It's kind of crazy to realize that there are people in certain parts of the world actually listen to your podcast, which is really cool. Um, and I appreciate your guys' love and support. So there's a couple of countries I want to give a shout-out to. Uh, the first country is going to be uh, Ghana. Ghana, y'all rock. Uh, Canada, awesome. Netherlands, Germany, and Bolivia. You guys, thank you for your support and your love for listening to my podcast. Please, please share it to your friends and your family if you like it. And obviously, the U.S. of A., my homeland. Thank you all in the U.S. of A., uh, wherever you're from, thank you for listening to my podcast. Again, your support and love means a lot. Um, I mean, honestly, when I see where my audience comes from and everything, um, it just encourages me to keep doing this. Um, obviously, God's the number one reason that encourages me to do this, but you guys are definitely second, and I appreciate your love and support. So thank you. With that being said, let's get into today's episode. Y'all, this is probably the biggest episode I'll do on this podcast. Uh, well, that's probably not true, but it's a big episode. It's one of the biggest ones I'll ever do and talk about this uh, part of my life with you today. And I find this so important to share with you guys. I really do because not only will you learn something, but you'll understand um, this particular topic a little bit better. And God put this in my life for a reason. He really did. I truly believe that. When I was younger, I did not. I, I actually, when I was younger, I thought it was a burden. I was thought it's like some kind of like curse got put on me because he was mad at me for some reason. I mean, I was, I was ignorant and naive back in the, when I was way younger. But now that I've grown up and, and I'm in my mid to late 20s, I really realized that something that I thought was a burden was actually a blessing and gift from God. And today I want to talk to you guys about my journey with dyslexia. Uh, I am dyslexic. I'm also dysgraphia, and I also have ADHD. I have it all, y'all. <laughs> I have it all. Uh, so really quick, um, I'm sure some of y'all have heard what dyslexia is, um, but I'll give you kind of a quick understanding of what it is because so many times when I tell somebody I'm dyslexic, people say, oh, is, 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 so you just can't read? It's just like, oh, dude, oh. I try to have patience, but it makes me really mad when people say that. Uh, yes, we do struggle with reading. That is a fact, but it's not in the way that you think. Like, people say, oh, is that when you get the letter switch and backwards in there? Oh, seriously. Ugh. Okay, that really makes me, you know, that that aggravates me. But I try to have patience with people because for most people, they just don't know. You know, they're just taught wrong, you know. Uh, it's like when somebody tells me a Catholic is not a Christian, I, I try to have mercy and grace on those people because it's just those people just haven't been taught right. And um, they also have been misconcepted about Catholicism, um, you know. And so I, I have mercy and grace in the best way I can have it. Um, but it's the same thing with dyslexia when somebody comes to tells me that dyslexias are people who just, just can't read. It's just like, bro, what? We can read. Just stop. <laughs> so anyways, but, you know, when I um, – so dyslexia is just basically uh, it's something where – uh, the neurons in our brains, us dyslexic, in our brains, uh, our neurons are just slower in our brains. You know, we have neurons in our brains that move and everything. That's how it transmits information and everything. Ours are just slower. 
And it takes a lot more energy for our brains to decode stuff and all that and, and to learn things. And it takes like 10 times more energy for a dyslexic brain to uh, concept and understand things than it does a person who's not dyslexic, okay? Um, it, also it also affects memory, you know? Uh, I know for me, for sure, if you put, uh, if you put um, a page of words, okay, and I read all those words, you say, okay, do your best to remember those words, okay? And so I would do my best, and I probably remember some. But if you put a picture in front of me, like say it was like a picture of a valley with a view of a sunset and everything and had birds and everything, all this kind of stuff. It had a very uh, descriptive like illustration of art right there. I could remember the illustration picture better than I could remember the, the words on a book. Okay, So why is that? People will always ask, well, why, why is that and everything? Well, for most dyslexic, what it is, because there is this different um, – I, there's not different kinds of dyslexia, but I guess in a way different levels since like some people have like minor dyslexia to where some people have more like I don't want to say severe because I don't like that word because the biggest thing I hate as a dyslexic is somebody says I have a disability. No, I don't have a disability. There's nothing wrong with me. Dyslexics just think in a different way that society still to this day have not accept, which don't get me started with that. But um, basically why I would remember the illustration picture better than I would remember uh, a book of words is because my brain and I can't remember what side it is but you know we have two sides of our brains the right and the left and I believe the left is more of the mathematical logic uh, arithmetic side and then on the right it's the more of like the artsy illustration like you know that side of the brain and so dyslexics um when they figure out they're dyslexic, uh, and you, you figure out you're dyslexic when you start reading. That's when they started. Because when you read, you use your left side of your brain, right? You have to you use your left side brain to learn to read and to do math and stuff like that. You don't use your right side. Well, here's the thing. Dyslexic, dyslexics at first only know how to use the right side. So when they only know how to use the right side of their brain, they have to be taught how to use their left side. And that's very hard because... We still are trying to find out ways to teach dyslexics to learn in the way that society wants us to learn. And I don't really feel like that's the most sufficient way. Um, you know, and it, it's really hard as a dyslexic to go in society, uh, try to get education, and yet you're still looked at somebody, um, you know, you, you just feel like people don't understand you, and they never will. You know, that, and that, that's the most frustrating part of, of being dyslexic. So, you know, my li all my life, I, I've always struggled with dyslexia. I, I've always had the challenges with it. And, and it, it really affected the way I perceived uh, my purpose uh, for, a, for, a, for a long time. Um, it's probably, as a ma uh, probably, matter of fact, it's been only the most maybe four to five years where I really realized that you know, this is not a burden. This is really just a gift from God. It is a struggle, but that struggle is what makes me stronger, right? And I could say from where I am today with my dyslexia to where I was, say, 10 years ago, different, different place, you know, different place. Uh, I've definitely coped with my dyslexia. I've definitely figured out ways and how to handle it and work with it. Um, you know, it's kind of like a it's, a, it's a puzzle. It, 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 it definitely is a puzzle because, 
not every dyslexic I would say is the same in the sense of like what works for them and what doesn't you know I've I've talked to so many different dyslexics and we all we all have we all struggle with the same theme however we all found different ways for things to help uh, us to learn better you know and so that's kind of the puzzle of being dyslexic is find what works for you because it may not work exactly for uh, whatever that guy or that girl who has dyslexia the way they do things may not work for you so you kind of have to figure that out yourself and so it's a lot of it's a lot about learning about yourself and what you and how you can learn and so i struggled with that for years and like i also said i have dysgraphia if you don't know what dysgraphia is dysgraphia is somebody who struggles with like writing and spelling and so i struggled with that for a long time but i'll tell you what dysgraphia is not as prevalent in my life as it was uh 10 years ago i mean i still struggle with spelling i there's still words like even basic words i struggle with spelling like the word wednesday wednesday is just such a weird word to me i don't like the word wednesday there's actually fact there's basic words out there i don't like how they're spelled <laughs> and that's something that's frustrating as a dyslexic and somebody who's dysgraphia it's just like i don't like the way it's spelled because that's not what it sounds like to me you know and it's just like well you gotta you know you gotta spell it the way it's supposed to be spelled right you know you can't change uh logic you can't change what the truth to it you know and so all that so i was like you know that frustrates me but um and it's funny because at my job i uh, have to write on the whiteboard for like the schedule for what we're doing today uh for this after school program i do and every time i'm writing like the days of the week i'll like to write uh wednesday and i always i always contemplate that word (laughs) i'm always like i think i know how to spell i'm actually pretty sure i know how to spell it and i do know how to spell it um but there's times where i like fight it I guess I, if you if that makes sense, it just doesn't make sense to me in the sense of how my mind works. But you know, and so that's kind of like what it's like to have dysgraphia in the sense. And then like the other day, I couldn't. Uh, I was like struggling with the word arrive. I mean, I know how to spell arrive. I mean, it's an easy word to spell, but there's times where like it, it's a blank in my mind, like I forget. And that's kind of like what it's like. What 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 it's like. Uh, that goes to dyslexia, right? I told you about memori- memorization of words and definitions and how to spell words. Remember how I spell a word. That that goes with dyslexia as well because you got to remember it. And sometimes I forget how to spell correctly. I mean, nine nine times out of ten I spell perfectly. And then there's like just those little moments where it's just like, wait a minute, hold on. How do you spell it? You know. <laughs> so what what's the point of my story here well when i was younger like i said i was diagnosed with dyslexia uh i was probably uh the the age about probably about start reading if i remember right seven or eight and so obviously they saw something different about me they took me in this room did this test on me and then uh they told my parents i'm dyslexic right so i didn't really know what dyslexic was i didn't know or i didn't know what dyslexia really was obviously no seven or eight year old really knows and then you know it's the same typical conversation with the teacher oh just you just you just read different or you just you're just different i gotta tell you what i hate that i hated that when that was told to me because to me it sounded like there was something wrong with me and that's kind of how they picture that's how they kind of viewed me as somebody who was different and um in a sense i was but i wasn't accepted because i was different and i can't tell you how many times there was where teachers just knew i was struggling and they would look at me and not want to help me at all. And that, that that's a feeling I don't want any kid to have to ever experience in school or anybody who's doing education to ever experience, whether a kid or an adult. That is the worst feeling when a teacher looks at you, knows you're struggling, and knows you need help, 
but just because she doesn't understand, she just totally chooses to give up on you. Doesn't even try to help you, not trying to figure out ways to help you. I mean, I understand if you don't fully understand what I have, but at least you can give an effort and try. But there's a lot of teachers I remember when I was younger that didn't even want to try. And that that was the most painful thing as a child going through school with dyslexia is that, that feeling. And then my mom always remembered teacher conferences um, when a teacher always said that maybe if your, student, if your kid tried harder, that always made my mom mad. That always made my mom and dad mad, especially my mom. My mom really hated when they said that because they had no idea what I was struggling with. And not only did they have no clue what was I was struggling with, they didn't care. And I think my mom knew that. I think my mom knew they didn't care. I think that's what really made her mad. It's like, look, first of all, you don't even know what it's like when he's at home trying his hardest to do his homework. But not only that, I know you don't care. I know you don't care. And I th I really believe that's what really driven my parents to take me out of public school. It put me in a private school and work their butts off just to afford it. Um, and this private school I went to, at the time I was living in Michigan, it was a great, a great school, it was called Eaton, and they did a phenomenal job helping me, recognizing that, hey, you're not, you don't have a disability, you just think differently. And we're gonna help you how to process that and help you learn with the way you think. And I'll never forget that school, that school changed my life for sure. However, I still struggled with the fact of who I was, um, with dyslexia because even though this school did a phenomenal job helping me with the barriers that come with being dyslexic there's still that like sense of what's wrong with me you know and as school continued i still struggle with that identity you know i still struggle with that why me like why me guy why did you give this to me and not the person who doesn't have dyslexia, you know? Why do people look at me at different? Uh, there's teachers quitting on me. Like, I, I don't understand. Why can't I comprehend something that's so basic to others, you know? It makes you literally feel stupid. It really does. And it's the worst feeling ever. And like I said, the worst the worst thing that dyslexics really face is when people look at them different, say they, 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 they label them as somebody who has a disability or uh, somebody who can't read or somebody who, you know, or, or just give up on them totally, you know? Um, there was a good um, YouTube video I watched about dyslexics, and this person was going around like, would you have a dyslexic child? And everyone was saying no. And then one thing that really pissed me off in this whole video was that uh, somebody said, uh, you know, like, again, like, would you have a dyslexic child? And she said no. He's, and she's like, I have a chef who's dyslexic, and there's just certain things I wouldn't let him do because of his dyslexia. And I can't tell you how pissed off I was when I heard that. Excuse my language there, but I was pissed off. It made me so mad when that lady said that. I, I was like, Lord have mercy to help me not punch my computer right now <laughs> i want to go on like that youtube video just like punch her like how how could you ever say that because somebody uh who thinks differently uh processes uh and perceives things different from you and just because you were misinformed and you're in your and you are in your own ignorance you judge that person and keep them from doing things that you don't even know if they can do you you just you just judge them based off their dyslexia and so when somebody tells me like you don't know what it's like to be discriminated or judged or they like 
that's such crud. That is such crud because I was discriminated so many times for my dyslexia. I was not just discriminated by my teachers, but by my friends. My nickname when I was nine year, eight years old in my elementary school was Retard Boy. That was my nickname, Retard Boy, or because I, I was I'm from Russia. I was, I was adopted way long ago. Um, uh, they would call me Little Kami. So those were my two nicknames in school. So don't tell me I don't know what discrimination's like, okay? Uh, you know, it's just I hate when people tell me that I don't know what discrimination's like. That's such, it's such crud. You don't even realize what I face with discrimination. Matter of fact, I faced discrimination with my dyslexia about uh, five years ago. Um, I was in college. Um, I'm actually about to finish, about to get my two-year degree, graduate. I'm ready to be done graduated this December, woo, but two years ago, or sorry, five years ago, 2017 of spring, I was in this uh, comps one class, right, and I had this professor, and I, I, I did not like this professor, this professor was one of the most unprofessional professors, uh, he thought, he really talked a lot about himself, oops, sorry, hit my microphone there, he talked about himself a lot, and like how he was like this great guy, and like, you know, he, he was a hippie, he was, uh, he had his long hair, ponytail, uh, he smoked a lot of pot. He uh, and he was open up about that. I mean, he didn't smoke pot in front of it, but he open he opened up about that. He had uh, he had sandals on, always coming to class. Um, he uh, he played in like a I don't know what kind of band he said he played in, but he thought he was like I don't know what he thought he was. I just I felt like when I went to his class, it you know it was just giving him an opportunity to talk about himself. And so, anyways. I remember I worked so hard in that class. Uh, it even my um, I even tried to get help with my mom, who at the time was working at the University of Texas. Now she's not a professor or anything, but she works with professors and everything, and she's very uh, uh, very intelligent. Uh, my mom's a very smart woman. Uh, she she obviously has uh, degrees and everything from the highest of colleges. I mean, she went to UT, she went to MSU, all these great colleges. Yeah, she's very smart and she's very good with grammar, spelling, all that kind of stuff. She's very good with comprehension. Um, and so I, I I use my mom a lot for like papers and everything when I needed somebody to like proofread my stuff and help me understand some things um, if my tutor wasn't available. So I remember. Um, during that semester, I really felt that this professor had something at me, and I in, and I don't know what it was. I really don't. I just don't think he just liked me. I think he just – I don't know why. I would really love to know the answer to that. Actually, I really wouldn't. I actually don't care now. Um, forget him. <laughs> but anyways, going back to my story, I remember there was an essay I did. It was like the third essay of the semester. And the other two, he just judged and everything. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to my mom. i got to go to my mom after I write this essay. And I think if I remember right, it was a, 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 a – what kind of essay was it? It was like an analysis essay. It was like an analysis essay. And so anyways, she looked at it, and she's like, this is exactly like what you should be writing. And she's like, here are things you need to correct and that. So I did all that on that. And so I went up to that professor, gave it to him, um, and he graded it. And he literally failed me. He says, this is not what I asked for. And I'll never forget going home to my mom. My mom's like, that professor's full of crap. <laughs> uh, and my mom doesn't usually talk like that. Um, you know, my mom's a very, like, she she always sided with teachers and everything, except for when she she sniffed BS. <laughs> and, like, when I was at the elementary school, when they were telling her, oh, you're such a try harder, she knew that those teachers were bad teachers. Um, 
But so when she uh, when I came home with that and she saw that and she was mad and everything, um, you know, I went back to that professor and that professor wanted to talk to me one day after class. And he's like, why are you not trying hard enough? Blah, 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 blah. And I actually remember that conversation because the next essay I didn't want to try. Um, you know, when when somebody downgrades you and and your teacher gives up on you, you give up on yourself. And th that was not the right approach for me. I should have kept trying. And like I said, I was always learning about being dyslexic. I was struggling with my identity of being dyslexic back then as well. Um, but um, when I went back, um, and the next essay I didn't do, I remember he told me to stay after class to talk to me. So he talked to me and then all this. And I told him, hey, man, look, I, I just struggle with, you know, dyslexia and dysgraphic stuff. like So it's really challenging. I've been really trying your hard in class and everything. And I'll never forget what this guy said to me. And still to this day, it infuriates me. But, you know, I try to have mercy and grace, y'all. But I'll never forget it. He says, oh, you know, uh, college is not for everybody, especially people who are dyslexic. You know, I'm just like, what? Did you just say to me? And that day, I, I made an oath to myself that I would finish college. Uh, whether it was a two- or four-year degree, I'm only getting a two-year degree. I only want a two-year degree, not a four-year degree. But the worst thing you could say to a dyslexic, other than that they have a disability or that they're, uh, they can't read or something like that, the worst thing you can say to a, the dyslexic person is what they can and what they can't do because of their uh, challenge. And I was furiated. Uh, I'll never forget I walked out that class, dropped the class. I, I wrote a stern email to the college, and still to this day that guy's still there, uh, which is really shameful. On the, I'm not going to say the institution of the college I uh, the college I go to but i will say um i do not support them i do not respect the college um and i know when i graduate i'll still write another stern email to the college uh about uh how i still feel about how they process that whole situation um but not only that um i do have that professor's email still to this day and I, when i graduate this december um, i'm definitely gonna write him an email not like hey uh, like you know, like anything bad or disrespectful, I'll say is like, hey, look, I I got my two year degree. Remember when you told me five years ago? Not I wasn't gonna get it. I, and all I'm gonna say is like, never tell a dyslexic person what they can and what they can't do, because you will never understand what we're capable of. And that's all I'm gonna say because I, I, you know, I I, I hate it when people tell me what I can, what I can't do with my dyslexia. You know, so so anyways. I've been saying a lot here with my whole story and everything, but when I was, I want to say 23, uh, which was about three or four years ago, uh, when I was 23, I really start to formulate understanding what my dyslexia actually was, that it wasn't a burden. It wasn't something that God was like punishing me. Matter of fact, it was something that God was gifting me. Because I start to learn a lot about myself, what I was capable of doing. What dyslexia, having dyslexia really taught me was me doing the work, right? Me stepping up, me um, actually understanding what it's going to take to face the challenges that I'm always going to face. But facing those challenges and conquering them to grow me to be a stronger person. And that's the gift of dyslexia. And there's many other gifts of dyslexia. I mean, the way you think, the way you process, the way you interpretate and perceive things. I mean, it's there's there's many benefits and um, 
great things about being dyslexic that I can't even tell you everything because it's kind of like a thing you have to experience yourself. But you look at the most famous people in the world, like Walt Disney, um, Steve Jobs, uh, Albert Einstein. Uh, there's a couple more. I forget. Oh, Bill Gates. I mean, these people who are changers of the world were dyslexic, and they went through the same experience, you know, that um, I did. And, like, Bill Gates wrote something like a quote, like, I, I never made A's in my class, you know. I was never straight A. I was always the per last person to turn my work in. I was always, like, you know, you know, the slowest to finish a test and everything. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can relate to that so much. And, you know, people would think that's just because you were stupid or, oh, man, you're not smart enough, man, because you didn't finish before me, you know, that kind of ignorant, childish talk that classmates had none of that was true and in when you were a kid and in vulnerable it was really hard to ignore that i mean you just looked at yourself as somebody you know like man my gosh is he right am i stupid am i retarded and all this and so but like i said when i became 23 i really acknowledged that that dyslexia became a gift that's what dyslexia was it wasn't a burden it wasn't a problem it wasn't a disability rather it was just a different way of thinking and I have a shirt that says, only God gives his greatest battles to his like greatest warriors. Um, and being dyslexic is a battle because you have to not only learn the way that society wants you to learn, but you also have to battle with people who try to tell you what you should and shouldn't do or what you can and can't do because of the way you think, the way you process things. It's just like that is so ignorant to say. And it makes me mad. So what's the point of my story here? My point of my story is, is that being dyslexic is not a disability. Being dyslexic is not someone's dumb. Being dyslexic is a gift. And it's who I am. It's who God created me to be. And no matter what this world thinks of me, it doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what God thinks of me. And whether you're dyslexic or not dyslexic, whatever you're going through in your life, whether you're facing with challenges and everything... Forget how the world perceives you. Rather focus on who God made you to be. Because that was something I struggled with as a dyslexic. I allowed the world to perceive who I was. I allowed the lies, the ignorance, the hatred to formulate a false identity. And what I mean by a false identity, I perceived in my mind how the world saw me and formulated that as my identity rather than how God created me to be. Because here's the thing, y'all. The world, you're not going to be liked by everybody. Not everyone's going to support you. Not everyone's going to agree with you, right? It's just this is how the world is. Being soldiers of Christ requires a tough toughness. It really does require toughness. And... One thing I will say, I always remember as a dyslexic when it came to education. I remember I was eight years old, so I was second grade, yeah, second, second, third grade. And I'll never forget, I used to hide my homework all the time in my backpack. Not only just because I didn't want to do it, but I, I didn't know how because I wasn't being taught properly because people didn't understand and they didn't want to understand. They didn't want to help me. So my best solution was hiding my homework in my backpack. You know, parents are not dumb. My, my dad found out. My dad knew I struggled with dyslexia. And God bless my parents because I think, you know, as somebody who's dyslexic, I don't realize what my parents went through. 
because as a mom and dad, I'm not a mom or dad, but I work with kids, and some of the kids I work with, I've grown really strong relationships over the years. I mean, some of the kids I've worked at my camp, I've known over since they were elementary and other high school. Like, I kind of see them as my own kids. I mean, they're not my own kids, but that's how strong my uh, relationship and bondage is with them. Um, but m- my parents had the burden of they they didn't understand what their son was going through because they don't have it. And they and what what I admire about my parents is they acknowledge that. You know, I um I I contact I got on this Facebook group page with parents uh, with child children have dyslexia, and it breaks my heart when I see a parent posting a comment saying that I have no idea what to do because I don't, you know, like I I I I break down crying every day because of what my son or daughter faces with their dyslexia because somebody in their school said they couldn't do it or somebody in their school says, well, this is the way you're going to do it and you're going to like it and you're going to figure out how to learn it that way. And there's so many parents I've seen in that group that just talk about how they cry every night for their kids because they want to help them so bad and they'll do anything they can to help them. But the biggest problem is is not just getting them the tutors and support that they need, but they also want to. It's hard to help somebody when you you don't know what it's like for, uh, with what they go through, you know. And I don't know if my parents ever broke down crying uh, when they saw me struggle with dyslexia. I don't think they did, but I I do know my parents very well. I know they were concerned. I know there's probably were nights where they stayed up and thought about it and. They were really concerned in my frustration. I mean, there'd be nights I'd be fighting my parents with homework. There'd be times I'd be, like, really angry. I'd throw my paper, uh, maybe even some, th- some, some fists, just out of frustration of me trying to learn. And I know that affected my parents And because my parents love me, right? That's what parents do, right? That, that Parents love their children, and their children is everything to them. It's their world. And when your world is affected by something— but you don't know what to do because you can't relate to what they're facing. That makes it even challenging for them. So not only was I facing a challenge with dyslexia, my parents were facing the challenge and trying to find the proper support and help for me. And they did. They didn't quit, but that had to been a challenge for them. It had to be. But they didn't give up, right? They didn't give up. They kept going. They helped me in any way they could, find me the proper tutors, the right teachers, the right school, the right system to help me through what I was struggling with. And so God bless their souls for doing that, you know. And it, it was it's just been such a journey to this day now, like where I'm I'm able to do my work on my own, my schoolwork and everything. I don't need tutors anymore. I mean, I'm still like, don't get me wrong. I I probably should still go to tutors because I probably could even do better, but it's not like where when I was a kid I absolutely needed a tutor to get help. Um, it's always good to get help, whether you're dyslexic or not. Never avoid help, right? But you know, now I'm able to do my schoolwork on my own. Now I know what I need to do. It's not about like, you know, when I was a kid I was like, I was counted on someone to do it for me or help me do it and everything but now it's just like now it's the responsibility is on me 
And I know that if I need to ask for help, I know how to ask for it. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't know. I just expected it, right? And when I was a young adult in college, I, I expected it, you know? And, and, and that was a big mistake when I went to college, th- thinking that way. And that was what really uh, hurt me my first three or four years. And that's why I failed a lot of classes. But you know what? It's not about how we fall. It's how we get back up, right? And I got back up. And I'll tell you what, that professor who put me down, man, uh, that just encouraged. That was just like a wake up call. Even though it makes me very furious in what he said to me, uh, I'll, I'll thank him. I'll be like, "Hey, man, thank you, but you're wrong." <laughs> Watch how you say things to people, but uh, remember, you don't tell. The worst thing you can tell a dyslexic is what they can, what they can't do, because of the way they think and perceive things. Um, and so this is kind of my story, guys. And the reason I'm telling you this story is because this podcast is about being a soldier of Christ, right? And being a soldier, we go on that battlefield facing that enemy. And we're fighting that enemy while we have our own struggles in our life, right? And our own uh, problems and everything. We and we're, we're 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 struggling with those as well. But being a soldier, you know, a soldier doesn't quit. A soldier runs out there, fights, stays strong, no matter how much he gets, he or she gets beat up. They're still fighting for what they believe. They still fight for who they are, and they're not going to let the enemy or this world tell them otherwise. And so this is why this this uh, this story was so important for me to tell you guys in today's podcast episode. And I really appreciate for you guys staying through the whole time. Uh, it's it's a long this is the longest episode I've done in a while. I'm 32 minutes. Um, but I appreciate you guys listening today. Um, and if you guys ever have any questions or prayer requests you would like to send me, uh, you can follow me on my Instagram or Facebook at uh, Soldiers of Christ Podcast. Or you can uh, email me at soldiersofchristapparel at gmail.com. Also, speaking of apparel, uh, please go check out my website. I, uh, I'm selling some Christian apparel stuff, uh, some cool t-shirts, but I'm also selling like hats. Um, I'm selling mugs. I'm selling magnets. Uh, so go check out some cool Christian wear. And um, if you'd like to buy some, please do. Uh, I'll... All, all money goes to supporting my podcast, and that's really, really important for me. So I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Know that I'm praying for you guys. God bless. Take care.